Hey, what's up? This is Black News Monday, all right? We're pushing the news through the lens of black people. We're going to shed some light so we can navigate through 2021 and the future ahead of us. It's a, it's a lot to navigate. I can't do it by myself. I was talking to my man Ike. You know, he got a lot of game to spit. He's been linking up with a lot of people doing work that, you know, like I, that, that I couldn't do. I'm over here. I'm trying to spread some news. You know, he making news. You know, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let him speak on what what he got in store and and the things he's been working on and what his focus is. But uh we got a couple interviews coming in the in the in the weeks in the weeks ahead. So stay tuned for that. We got a new format for the show and uh it's not even really gonna be an episode, so this Monday coming, Monday before Mother's Day, I believe, we're gonna be dropping about four or five different different clips about different subjects. All right, stay in tune with me for that. Uh, right now, what we're doing is we're talking about something called the 1619 Project. 1619 Project. If the number 1619 stick out to you, it's probably because you're aware of the first black slave ships being brought to, to the United States. That was in 1619, and uh, 2019 was the 400-year anniversary of that. You know, we used the anniversary being a, a celebratory word, but the 1619 Project is a Pulitzer Prize-winning long-form journalism project developed by the New York Times. Its official mission is to reframe the United States history. That is removing the boundaries that make the United States great and horrible all at the same time by placing the consequences of slavery and the contributions of black Americans at the very center of the national narrative instead of on the fringes of society in obscure settings that don't provide any fact checking. You know, bringing it right up front. A key part of the conversation created by the project is the obligation that almost 100% of contributors be African-American contributors. The narrative they give can't be replaced and may be hard to communicate in the position I'm in or that some of you may be in, which ain't at the top of my job food chain. We need publications like this and ones like Exterminate the Brutes from HBO Max to say what we can't. They got the resources to fact check, curate, and strategize an enormous amount of information that individuals like us battling individuals or companies or corporations or court cases simply don't have. We need respectable organizations like the New York Times, New York Times Magazine, HBO, and all the other ones who are already in the rooms where we need to spread messages. They're literally in the bedrooms and at the coffee tables of the people in any group that anyone could try to reach. If the New York Times or HBO can't get a hold of you, then you need to improve your life. Like, it's 2021. We use VPNs, not flip phones. Some of us. But, um... I'm 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 scared to talk about race in America in any honest terms with my white coworkers. Yeah, I mean I'm a federal contractor. I work with the US Navy. And the history of the United States tells me I can't work there with the untrained thoughts I have. But I continue to do my job well and I don't allow factors outside my place of work to affect my work relationships. Easy fix, don't fuck with nobody at work. It's not at work. My closest coworker, he, uh, let's call him D, you know, white dude. He made sure to let me know his girl's black. 
Well, let me not say that. He didn't make sure to let me know. He got a prominent picture up at his desk of him and his girlfriend. And she's definitely black. Yeah, I mean, I guess he's been with her for years. I think they live together. You know, for what I understand, he's been, you know, with her through the whole mental health situation and clout that 2021 brought us, you know, the pandemic, the death of George Floyd, and, you know, the, 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 sitting, the, the sitting with your thoughts of that. So I do the small talk with him. You know, he a good guy, but I still keep my mouth shut about, you know, real shit unless something absolutely atrocious happens to make the news and, and, and media give us sympathetic coverage. With those prerequisites, I could keep the job aware that I'm pro-black, you know. Otherwise, silence. But anyway, the 1619 Project was published in August of 2019, marking the 400th anniversary of the arrival of the first slaves in, in Virginia. The project attempts to challenge the notion that the United States began in 1776 or with the arrival of the pilgrims, which I was taught in school. Anything before that was peaceful dinners with the Native Americans and oppression from the Brits. I mean, going to different schools and living in different states, I think that gave me a better point of view because the curriculum just didn't match up all the time. The box they put you in in Philadelphia is not the same box they put you in in, in Wilmington, Delaware. If everything not matching up, I got questions. And anybody that know me, you know, and you're not just going to tell me some wild shit and I'm going to accept it as fact especially if I know different at any age. You know, I was never a sheep. My mom told me to learn from other people's mistakes, so I had questions. But uh, the project worked with the, uh, the 1619 Project worked with the Smithsonian for fact-checking and the Pulitzer Center, which I believe gives, gives out the Pulitzer Prize to develop a curriculum to be taught in high schools and colleges across America. And then comes the grand old party, you know, the GOP as we come to know it, and uh, the, the Republicans. It's another term for Republicans. Media use like, like to use GOP because it's easier to say and, and print out on the screen than Republican or Grand Old Party. Mitch McConnell, a leader for years in the GOP, along with a few of his old boys since when the 1619 Project dropped until today, have been attacking it in any school that indoctrinates any curriculum from his Pulitzer Center efforts. Uh, Mitch McConnell and his guys have been proposing laws, unsuccessfully, I believe, so far, to ban schools that teach some of the curriculum of federal funding. Like, he don't want any money going to them for federal funding. That's Pell Grants and things like that. If they're teaching these, any any aspect of the 1619 Project. So the 1619 Project claims that no aspect of the country formed has been untouched by the years of slavery that followed. The Republican argument is that Americans never decided our children should be taught that America is inherently evil. And that's kind of a play with words. You know, no one's saying America is inherently evil. The facts are being laid out, you know, about what happened and the effects thereof, but I recently read something saying, or I was watching the news recently, and they were saying that it's been a, a severe lack of, of local news, of local news. And what that means is is the news that we have, the national news that everybody's used to, the CNNs, the MSNBCs, the Foxes, you know, that's, that's not for your locality. You know, it's not putting everything in a frame of mind that, the people local to you have, right? 
And what that allows is is for motherfuckers to get away with, with murder. People literally get getting away with anything because we all gotta accept the messages from the from that they give the masses. You know, you don't want the messages that they give the masses. You want the messages that are curated, you know, for for certain ears. You know, you gotta decide what source you wanna choose. But um <clears throat> let me get back to it. The creator of the project, Nicole Hannah Jones, responded, highlighting the fact that no one is trying to push laws mandating the teaching of the 1619 project, but that Republicans all across the country are pushing what they call patriotic education and prohibition of the 1619 project in the nation's racist past. To argue these things is to ignore the way you feel about your racist forefathers, like if you, Mitch McConnell or one of these guys. You aren't able to praise them in public, even if you are a racist. Those that do are canceled to some extent. Politics is the only place you can really be yourself. It seemed like I know about so many black leaders that have been assassinated, but how many black politicians? You know, seem like they kind of, uh, I don't know, maybe they've been looking for a pass, I don't know. But uh, it's an open lane right now, I think. According to Wikipedia, though, I was just looking it up. Only white American politicians have been assassinated. I don't think any black American politicians have been assassinated. But um, we need to play this game. You know, it's the only game that the culture is not playing. The black politicians of the culture seem to disappear from the spotlight we give them as soon as they get in office for some reason. But uh, we need someone who's not afraid of the fire, someone who's not afraid to speak up, you know, I'm not a fan of everything AOC got to say, the new young New York politician, you know, well, new relatively. Um, but she's a beast. You can't argue with that. You know, the powers that be had to give her props. You know, she fell in line heavily with Bernie Sanders. So they, they try to burn her for that. But she got her own rap and uh, she ain't scared to speak it. You know, we got a lot of black politicians in Philadelphia that I'm coming across, you know, uh, the senator boy, you know, um, a lot of uh, a lot of different a lot of different people in a lot of a lot of good positions, and um, I'm trying to put the spotlight on them in the in the weeks coming, trying to uh, see what arguments they they pushing forward in the in the in the rooms we can't be in, so stay tuned for that. It's Black News Monday.